Today's episode of T's Table Talk podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk to get a free audiobook. Well, thank you, Assembly Member, for joining T's Table, t- for joining me today on T's Table Talk. How are you? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> I am excited because you have decided to join me, and there's a lot going on. So um, let's, you know, dive right in. What I'm going to do is, if you'll give me an opportunity, I'm just going to go over your bio a little bit, and then we're going to okay. jump right in. Okay. Sounds good to me. Wonderful. All right. So Alicia Heineman was elected to the New York State Assembly on November 10th, 2015, in the 29th Assembly District, encompassing the neighborhoods of Laurelton, Rosedale, St. Albans, Addisley Park, Hollis, Springfield Gardens, and Jamaica. The daughter of Caribbean immigrants, Assemblywoman Heineman emigrated to the U.S. from London, England as a young child and spent her formative years growing up in Hollis and South Ozone Park, attending public schools, PS 34, IS 109, Junior High School 226, and John Adams High School. Prior to being elected to the state legislature, Assemblywoman Heineman worked closely with community stakeholders as an active member of Community Boards 12, Q, and 13, Q, Q for Queens, and serving as a member of the board uh, of the board's education committees, and also as a regular participant of the Rosedale Civic Association. Additionally, Assemblywoman Heinemann served on the New York City Department of Education's Community District Education Council 29 for 10 years, the last four years as president. Uh, leading the advocacy for the 36 elementary and middle schools in the district through collaborative leadership. She was able to bring in $30 million in capital funding for technology upgrades, facilities improvements, playground rehabilitation, and other amenities to enhance the quality of education for students. As a longtime community education advocate, Assemblywoman Heinemann will plans to focus heavily on bringing resources into her community. I would like to take this opportunity to welcome, to officially welcome Assemblymember Heidman again. Thank you so much, Assemblymember. <laughs> my, my, my absolute pleasure. All right. So um, first I want to uh, get into uh, the question that I think the audience has. Um, you served as president of the CEC District 29 uh, for 10 years. What made you decide to run for elected office? Well, first, you know, thank you for having me. Um, I'm really excited to to be with you this afternoon. So I, one of the things, I never planned to run for office. That's, I think, important to to stress. Mm -hmm. And being on the CEC for 10 years, I think as a parent, um, two girls in public school, you always want to be able to do more. Mm -hmm. Um, And being a volunteer, working full time for the state education department. Mm Mm-hmm. 
on the CEC, you know, there's those pockets where if only we had this money or if only we could get into these rooms and be a, um, shape the policies and procedures that happen up um, maybe, you know, make the difference. It was an open seat. Um, the previous uh, assembly member had vacated his seat. And yes. I, you know, after a lot of coaxing, I said, you know, yeah, this is something I could do. Mm-hmm. It's time to get off the sidelines and be in a position where you are the one to influence and shape policy in our public schools. And and that's what I did in 20. Um, Yes, yeah, uh, spring, spring, fall, um, 2015. Well, I, I want to thank you for that because um, that is that's a bold move, right? Because um, a lot of times we can sit behind, you know, or on the sidelines rather and complain about what's wrong, right? But not really moving or motivating ourselves to do anything about it or to do something about it. So you ought to be commended just for saying, you know what, I'm going to attempt to run. And, and fortunately you did win. So, <laughs> so, yeah. I, so I, I want to yeah. commend, commend you for, um, actually, um, you know, for, for your leadership, uh, and, Thank uh, leading by example. Um, so, um, you know, I, I have, I have a question since your inauguration into the 29th assembly district, um, how do you believe you have impacted the district for the better? How do you, how do you feel, you know, that you've uh, impacted the district so far as an assembly member? Um, so a couple, a couple of things. The first thing I'll say is that, um, being in the, being in Albany, because, you know, when, in, in the, on the state level, you, I get to go to Albany and help shape policy that affects not just New York City and Queens, but obviously the entire state. Right. And being in a room where I've worked in the state education department and worked um, in public education, I think my voice speaks volumes that when I get up and speak about policies and procedures that happen in our public schools, specifically, I'm able to say, well, the reason why we need my brother's keeper, um, the money to come to New York City, especially to, you know, um, particularly Queens, is because we have pockets of poverty. We have areas where schools aren't graduating students with a, a higher percentage rate. So we need those dollars to come to Queens. And being in the room when those decisions are made is important, not just for the 29th and 7th district, but for the borough mm-hmm. as a whole. That's one thing. The second thing, um, so I would say education dollars, making sure, um, you know, being a, being president, bringing those dollars back to the city, especially the 29th, I've been able to help shepherd that. The other way I would say is when it comes to, you know, we had this big debate in Albany this year where we talked about congestion pricing. Mm-hmm. And that would be that if you're going over an East River crossing or going into Manhattan south of, I think, 60th Street, you had to pay a toll. Now, while that hasn't been shaped, it was really important for me being a Queens resident, knowing what it's like to get on the bus and train to go, you know, into New York City or the Long Island Railroad. I said, I can't say yes to an item like that unless we get some um, things for Queens. And one of those was, especially for the Freedom Ticket, which a lot of us enjoy now, mm-hmm. which is a $5 fare from the stations in Rosedale, Laurelton, Locust Manor, I think Queens Village, Hollis, and St. Albans, into Brooklyn for $5. Mm-hmm. And the regular fare is like ten twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's a big win for those commuters who are spending, who have stations in their district in Queens, 
but still would have to pay more money to get from one part of the city to the other. And that, to me, was a big clawback that we got for Queens residents. And it wasn't just Southeast Queens. We got a big clawback for Northeast Queens because a lot of us worked collaboratively to make that happen. So Mm -hmm. that's a big transportation plus Mm -hmm. for us. I'm talking about education, transportation, um, you know, also fighting for NYCHA, making sure that NYCHA got the dollars that's mm-hmm. constantly tied up in Albany, mm-hmm. getting those dollars down to New York City for all of the NYCHA developments because we have, in my district specifically, we have senior NYCHA housing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we don't want is our seniors to be displaced, mm-hmm. um, our seniors to feel unwanted or not safe. So we were able to get those NYCHA dollars down in New York City. And also the star rebate, which a lot of homeowners enjoy, especially our seniors, making sure to be a voice in the room to get those star rebate dollars mm-hmm. back to New York City, back to specifically Queens, and back to the 29th. Um, and I think the list goes on in different areas that I've been able to be, you know, I'm, I'm a newer member, mm-hmm. but what I do, I don't do alone. I work with my elected, uh, my colleagues in, in office mm-hmm. and the community to make sure, like, I'm listening to you, what's important to us, and what do we need to make sure that in every session, what are we asking for specifically for the 29th? And what are we asking for as a borough to make sure we get what we need um, down in New York City? Well, I love how you responded to to my question. You, you're, you're saying that, um, you know, you're, it's not just about you. You have to work collaboratively with your colleagues in government. And, and, and that's wonderful, um, you know, especially if that can be done. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. When, and when you're newer, uh, when you are a freshman or junior um, elected official, um, you know, whether it be at the state level or it, you know, be at the congressional level or, or the city level, the local level, um, we do know that, um, you know, sometimes uh, seeing resources come into our communities, uh, you know, maybe a little slow going. Uh, and that's when you do need uh, your team, a team to back you up, including the stakeholders like, you know, you know uh, uh, the community leaders, the residents, uh, and of course, again, your, your colleagues. So I do appreciate your answer. But, um, but, um, but again, with, you know, the focus um, being you as a leader, um, you know, uh, I don't want that to to remove from what you have done and what you've been doing, which is you are um, a voice for uh, for District 29. And so you should, you know, definitely not forget about that and, and your contribution. OK, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, of thank course. You. Of course. Of course. I'm here to rem- I'm here to remind <laughs> I, Assemblymember Hyman. I forgot to tell you this platform. <laughs> was designed to highlight women doing amazing work in politics and business, of course, covering arts and culture. And because we do so much and, you know, not that you you need to be thanked, right? Because politics per se is maybe thankless, right? Because there's a lot that we deal with, right? (laughs) Um, In addition, so um, I'm, I'm going to segue into my next question, but you actually answered uh, my my next question, which was, what is a piece of legislation you have either authored or co-sponsored that you are particularly proud of and why? I mean, if you don't, you know, you pretty much have named a few pieces um, there, you know, if you if unless you wanted to elaborate on it on, on that. Yeah, I, I, sure, okay. I would like to. And thanks for saying that. Come on. I appreciate it. Um, You're so welcome. One of the key pieces. And um, I think my second year we were able to to move forward was um, 
MWBE's Minority Women Business Enterprises. Um, nice. um, New York City, very, New York State is very um, robust in their, um, their procurement procedures. Mm-hmm. But New York City at the time, it was very hard for um, them to move the threshold above $30,000 for individual contracts for MWB um, participants in the city of New York to get city contracts. So myself, and at the time, I was the assembly sponsor and Senator Alcantara was uh, Senate sponsor. And uh-huh. we were able to move a bill that the governor signed into law that removed the threshold from 30000 and moved it up to 150000 which for wow. a lot of MWBE contracts would make a significant difference mm-hmm. in contracts with New York City, hiring staff, um, buying supplies, meeting their bottom line, and we were able to move that from $30,000 to $150,000. Now, did that and take that, effect in, in this year, um, 2019, or prior? That was... A, 2018. Okay. That was okay. it. I think it went into governor. By the time the governor signed it into law, that was 2018. Okay. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Alcantara was still in the Senate. And, and to me that, you know, as a, as a woman, I'm, I am, I, 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 you know, I stay in my lane. I'm not an economic development person. Um, but I think as a, uh, as a assembly member, you have to be well-rounded, you know, a well-rounded individual that you know a little bit. But I knew this bill mm-hmm. was important for those MWBEs because one of the things they'll tell you is getting contracts sometimes that are small. There's no point in doing a contract if you're not going to be able to feed your family when everything's said and done and you've paid your expenses. Absolutely. So um, we were able to pass that in 2018. The governor signed it into law. Mm-hmm. And New York City, I think, you know, they're, even with this man, he's doing a lot a lot more when it comes to making sure that MWB contracts are fair and that they are worthy of the time and effort that these MWBEs put into being in business. Well, congratulations. Thank <laughs> um, you. This is great to know because um, I, I had no clue, although I, I formerly worked with a colleague of, of yours in the state mm-hmm. Senate that, um, you know, is also known as the fa- father of MWBEs. But I did not know that you had uh, a, that uh, bill on MWBEs, um, mm-hmm. actually. So that is um, so. Yeah. So congratulations and kudos to you on that. Um, thank you. You know, I would like to think I'm in the loop. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of all of the MWBE stuff, but um, but yeah, that that's that's wonderful, and I'm glad that we're making strides in um in the city and the state. It looks like you know it seems like when when the state moves, now the city is moving. You know what I mean? So so that's right, great. Right, you know, competition right. uh, at its best. Um, so I wanted to I I neglected to mention, by the way, um. That in in your bio, when I was reading your bio aloud, um, that you know you have uh, you you have a race that uh, uh, that you're uh, that you're in a very important race. Uh, yes. You do you want to yep. talk about that? Definitely. <laughs> so I am. I have filed my campaign committee, and I am running one of the candidates that's running for Queensborough president. Um, that will most likely be a special election in January, uh, February. So yeah, wow, that's, that's the that's the biggest news I would think to, to date in my political career. Al- albeit it has been short, 
um, one of the things you said earlier was about um, getting off the sidelines and being in a position where you can effectuate change. And I see it as an open seat because our current board president um, ran and won for district attorney of Queens. Her seat will be vacant shortly. That's right. And, um, you know, I said this is an, and, and, and this is about stepping out on faith for me. And this is about a, a, a huge challenge. But I believe that constituents in the borough of Queens deserve a person who's going to fight for our fair share, which we have not been getting compared to other boroughs we have 2.3 million individuals that live and work it's the the most diverse borough it is the the most most diverse diverse. borough that's right yep and i think if you you know like you said my bio i i really resonate to those communities um Mm -hmm. someone who who came here understood what it meant to be undocumented Mm -hmm. you know get a get a job at a young age of 15 always understand how important education is for upward mobility of individuals, making mm-hmm. sure, you know, transportation, economic development, safety, um, and immigration issues are addressed in this borough. And I really, it, it's a it's a definite um, huge undertaking, but I think this would really have a seat at the table. That's right. In a room where you, you know, more than just on the assembly level, this is a much bigger platform to really effectuate change and I, I I'm I'm taking the challenge and I'm I'm working hard and you know so this this um and I want to see women you know once you get into office there's just there's more you can do that's right pull other women up that's right yeah, exactly just- for everyone listening to this podcast episode of T's Table Talk Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service Audible has an extensive catalog of audiobooks to choose from. My favorites are usually in the self-help category or section of the library. (laughs) I have been using Audible now for about uh, three years, uh, and I've accumulated maybe about 30 titles. I recommend you get an audio book of your choice uh, available at www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk. Again, make sure they know that T's Table Talk sent you by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk. Some of the titles in my library, um, like I said, I'm usually all about the self-help. So um, when Michelle Obama's book Becoming came out, I uh, immediately went to download that. Um, and when I thought about beginning my podcast, I uh, downloaded a book called Starting a Podcast. Um, you know, some I was feeling myself a little bit. I, I felt like a little bit of a boss. So, you know, I wanted to know what I may be up against. So I downloaded 48 Laws of Power in The Art of War. And, uh, and then, you know, I wanted to, you know, still have a little bit of, you know, I wanted to be well read. So I downloaded Wuthering Heights. Um, and then, you know, I like a little bit of, um, horror so i downloaded bram stoker's dracula uh, uh on the celebrity voices uh portion but 
listen, you have your option of 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 whatever title. Uh, there are more than 180,000 to choose from. Um, you know, I know that uh, currently they have girl, the girl on the train. I think that was turned into a film, uh, uh, The Hobbit by Tolkien. I think there's something uh, in, in about him. Um, Divergent. Uh, there's a host of books and uh, audiobooks, actually. And all you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash tease table talk. Again, www.audibletrial.com forward slash tease table talk. Each one, teach one. And you have to bring those along. And you, can, you know, I. Uh, Part of the reason, Assemblymember Hyman, that I formulated this this platform and I decided to do this, this is a labor of love, actually, um, is because Good. I feel as if and I felt as if for a very long time, especially when you are a young woman in leadership, you almost feel alone. Yeah, because you don't at times you don't have the support that you would like, even if you're surrounded by, uh, you know, folks of the same gender. It's it's like you're you're alone in the room. And so for me, I said, you know, I I want to this something that I've got to be able to do, you know, and and I hear you when you say, yes, pull the next one up by the, you know, you know, show them the path. Lift lift as you climb. I'm a strong believer. In, in doing that, that um, making sure that as you move up, you bring those along with you, um, that's important. I, like in my office, there's a couple of young women that I've met mm-hmm. while I've been in office, and they, you know, they want to come work. They say, I want to come work for you. And showing them that if I did this, not having it be part of the plan for myself, mm-hmm. then this is something through education and through, you know, really being being purposeful in what you're doing and, and, and not always knowing exactly, like some people may be great, they have a path and they're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. I was never that kind of person. I just, wherever I was, I was like, I'm going to do the best job I can while I'm here mm-hmm. until, you know, God moved me to the next position, whatever that would be in life. Did I know it would be this? No, I didn't. But while I'm here, it's important to me to make sure I lift as I, I lift up the others as I as I climb That's right. and make sure that especially when it comes to women, mm-hmm. um, that we do that for each other. And a lot of the rooms where decisions are made about what's best for our community, sometimes there are not a lot of women in those rooms and it's time. We, we make up more of the population. Um, we have to make sure that we, uh, our voices are heard and that we're working collaboratively to make sure that, because women are different leaders. We try to, and like you said, I'm trying to make sure that, working together we can really effectuate the changes we want to see mm-hmm. reduce the shootings that are happening in southeast queens mobilize our mothers oh and goodness. fathers to realize mm-hmm. um you know you have to pay more attention hold on to your children what are they doing let's be more diligent in how and how we work with our children so you know it's a whole myriad of issues that are going on now but one of the things i always want to say to women is if you look at what you're doing and you see someone you know you you have to be able to picture yourself in a job that I can do this too. And a lot of us don't look at things like that. We don't say, oh, this is a job that I could do too until sometimes someone pushes you and, you know, they pushed and I'm, I'm here now and I want to make sure that I'm showing a lot of women that, you know, being comfortable can be dangerous. Motivate yourself. Yes. Move into those other rooms where you can really make change happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love what you just said right there. Um, you know, get out of your comfort zone. You know, it, it, it's it's going to be okay. Um, yeah. And just uh, be okay. 
reaching back to what you were saying about um not having a seat at the table there's there's a, a funny uh saying um uh, one of uh, someone that I interviewed previously said that uh, you know if you don't have a seat at the table it's probably because you're on the menu <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> So, so I said, oh you know goodness. what, that's, that's funny. like, it's funny and so true. Funny because it's true. You know, <laughs> you don't know that's you, true. if you're not in the room to know what you're, you might be next to go, you know, you're not in the room to discuss the, what's going on. And so this leads me to, um, to my follow-up question and, and, and you've kind, you kind of touched on it. And, and again, if you wanted to, um, you know, um, delve a little deeper or, or not, it's up to you, but, um, you know, you're running for the Queensboro president's office. Um, and so what exactly will you, what, what, what do you feel you'll be able, what kind of impact do you feel that you'll be able to make as the next borough president if elected? Well, one of the things um, I will definitely focus on education because, you know, we in Queens, we have really, I believe we have good schools. I believe there's always room for improvement. And that means working with the Department of Education Mm -hmm. and the superintendents and our community groups Mm -hmm. that we need to be able to build comprehensive high schools so our children don't have to fight for a few spaces in Brooklyn, in the Bronx and Manhattan because we think those specialized high schools are better. I, As a borough president, you have a huge bully pulpit. You have capital dollars. You have um, you can leverage that with the Department of Education and private industry to build those schools or build upon existing schools to make sure you have the comprehensive high school education that every young person deserves. Um, that is really important to Queen's to people that live in Queens. And this whole debate around specialized high schools, I think sometimes we do, we're not looking, we're looking through a very small lens at the schools that we have and thinking that outside of our borough is better. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that within our borough, because of our transportation issues, we should be able to have great schools for our children to attend. And I believe as a borough president, I can do that. And that leads me to transportation. Mm-hmm. To me, um, working with our state elected, and this is the thing as a bird president, you can work with each state elected mm-hmm. and each city council person mm-hmm. to combine dollars to make sure that the MTA does what we need them to do when it comes to this whole bus redesign program. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, as you know, Tawana, like Jamaica Avenue and Parsons and Archer is a huge magnet for, you know, after school and kids getting in trouble. A lot and, of traffic, um, yes. It's like a Right, traffic and so forth, that we have to be able to work with, um, you know, a bus redesign where some buses can even bypass that area mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to, like, school dismissal times. We have to be more, we have to be very creative. We have some really bright people in this borough who I, I really hope will make this bus redesign program work for all of us. And as a borough president, I, I'm hoping to provide a platform exactly for that when it comes to immigration issues, I really want us to work on, we may not be a sanctuary city, but we can be a sanctuary um, borough working with churches and synagogues and temples and mosques to make sure that we have sanctuary for those individuals who may be um, pursued by ISIL. 
um, picked mm-hmm. up by ICE to make sure that before that even happens, that there are churches which which would be recognized as sanctuary churches or synagogues or houses of worship mm-hmm. to make sure that individuals feel safe. Because we're a borough, we're a borough predominantly of as is, as is, um, times have changed of immigrants. We want to make sure that the immigrants who are here are safe because we know they're contributing to the um, the betterment of this borough. So we want to make sure that the immigrants know that this is the place where you'll be safe and your um, and biases against you will not be tolerated because we're better as one <laughs> as opposed to individual factions. And that's important to me um, in this borough. The other thing I wanted to talk about is when it comes to public safety in every community. And this is one something I've been hearing as I'm traveling around the borough, public safety, making sure that um, individuals know you can have the phone number of your neighborhood coordinating officer. You can have the phone number of your um, precinct inspector. And these and that police, you know, aren't all bad. It's the ones who put their uniform on who are corrupt in the beginning before the uniform even goes on. Those are the ones that shouldn't be in uniform. But for the ones that are, that when something happens to you, you pick up the phone, you call 911, and you're protected. That mm-hmm. is what I am sure every constituent in every community in this borough is, is important to them. And working with the NYPD to make sure that the officers are um, doing their job and accessible at a town hall with the mayor this this week. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the current things that kept coming up was about feeling safe in your community, in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, I think, you know, universally across the borough, that is a common refrain that we've heard uh, over and over again. Um, so, you know, there's this is such a diverse place and we have community boards, a now reflecting the changes in the communities and making sure the community boards have a place and through the bar president's office, they really have a place where they can, this is not something we want in the community. This is something we need in the community. And listening to your community boards and respecting your community boards is something that the borough president must and has to do. Well, it sounds like just listening to everything that you were saying, assembly member, that you're looking to have kind of more of an open door uh, relationship um, in these areas, and you know, with uh, with the community in general, uh, as the as the next borough president. So um, I and I think that's I think that's great. Not saying that you know maybe in that you know in in previous, um, uh, you know the, the folks that have led in, in you know that effort previously did not necessarily have you know one a- area or another. But you know it sounds like that's uh, what you're angling for and I think that's great um you know where folks you know feel comfortable with uh coming into uh the office um you know you know and not being intimidated uh or 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 you know feeling like they're they maybe don't even belong there (laughs) you know what I mean so yeah a lot of times people and this is what I've tried to do in the assembly that government is all of us Mm-hmm. And I'm only as good as the community, like the ideas they bring. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, they're not mine. They come from constituents mm-hmm. and making sure that they have a voice, right? And yeah. making sure they realize government is not far and separate and bad and gloomy. You're you're all a part of what what makes this um, district, what makes this, this borough so, so great. Mm-hmm. And I really want to encourage more. You know, like you said, it's not a knock on any previous administration. It's just that the borough president's office, you're the biggest cheerleader for Queens. So as 
the airports are being rebuilt. We want to make sure that our small businesses are doing great because I want people to come here and stay here. That's right. Get a hotel and on right off of Jamaica Avenue. <laughs> there are plenty. But, there know, are some nice ones going right up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's right. Get a hotel room, right? <laughs> then you eat here, drink here, shop here. Mm-hmm. You know, go into Manhattan if you must. Mm-hmm. We have arts and culture here and get back on the plane and go, you know, back to Iowa or something. I really want <laughs> Queens to be a destination for for people from all over the all over this country and all over the world. Nice. And with the development that's coming here, we have to be responsible because we don't want anyone here to feel like they don't belong here anymore. But the people that do come and spend their dollars here and, and help the Queens economy grow, we want to make sure that the small businesses in the surrounding development areas are successful also. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Um, I want to go back. I'm just going to go back just a little bit. um, And it's a legislator question. um, Just because I, I, I neglected to ask you, we just finished up a general election and where we had uh, actually the institution of early voting um, was enacted and, and folks actually took part in that. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, successful. I just want to know, how do you think early voting will impact all levels of government? What's your opinion on that? I, I think it's I think it's important. We're, we're, we're a society now that's moved past just one day of voting because of all the different schedules that someone can work, especially because we're like, a, it's, it's, we're turning more and more into a gig economy mm-hmm. where people are working all different hours and may not be able to, to vote, you know, mm-hmm. between the hours of um, six to nine on one day, it spreads it out. Mm-hmm. When I went to vote the Sunday um, uh, during the early voting period, I went, you know, right in uh, early afternoon and the poll worker said most people are coming after church. And that tells me that, you know, like that soul to the pole, <laughs> it, it is, it is working. Mm-hmm. And I think um, in a way where people can um, vote for stuff on TV and, you know, through your phone, and this is a way, even with the technology that the um, Board, of Edu- Board of Elections has now, we're able to um, vote early. And it was, it was effortless when I went to vote. They mm-hmm. pulled up my information. I signed in a, on a digital like iPad and, you know, I voted and I was done. And I think that we have to encourage things. It should be getting harder. It should be getting easier. And early, when I voted for early voting in the assembly, to me, this was for the, for, for, uh, it was a, it wasn't, this election obviously wasn't the presidential so you don't have the, the backlog of people that line up. But this, to me, was a good trial run of mm-hmm. what early voting looks like mm-hmm. and should continue to be um, an easier experience because people get turned away very quickly about if things go wrong. This was a great experience, I think, for a lot of New Yorkers, and hopefully it will, it will get um, even better. Well, Assembly Member, listen, I think you're fantastic. I think that, um, you know, I, I don't think we've ever had the opportunity to speak this long. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we haven't. Impa- that's imp- how busy we get caught up in the work. <laughs> listen, l- listen. And then don't take the time. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. I think the, I, I'll just tell you a story. Um, the first time I remember uh, interacting with you would have been probably around maybe 2014, something like that, or maybe late or somewhere in 2013. You, we had the, um, we had an event, uh, an educational event 
in the church and you came and you were president at the time of the CEC. And, you know, I remember mm-hmm. thinking, you, you know, you were uh, very knowledgeable and, and pleasant um, and then hearing about your run. And I said, oh, that, that's great, you know. And um, and I always, you know, try to um, to uplift um, my sisters. And, you know, and, and so I'm I'm saying, you know, you I think you're great. I think what you're doing, you, you know, the fact that you went out on, stepped out on faith, um, because that's es- essentially what what you did, um, and of course, you know, the fact that you have the, um, you know, the you didn't have per se maybe the practical, but you had the knowledge, the education, um, and and so, and I think you have the staying power. So I think that we'll be seeing a lot more of you. Um, you know, around uh, the, the borough of Queens uh, with those three uh, letters behind your name or actually in front of your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I, I pray from your lips to God's ears. There you go. I there you go. Say, Tawana, I think, I think you have a marvelous platform. And I think that as a young woman, and as young women, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I can't say that I have a 21 year old now. But as women, I think um, never. We doubt ourselves a lot, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want us to do that because it's you know self esteem is something that a lot of us say it takes a lot of time for a lot of women to build. Mm-hmm. But I just mm-hmm. want to say thank you for stepping out on faith and doing Tea Table Talk because I think that sets a sets a platform for a lot of young entrepreneurs and women out there to see you know to see themselves in your shoes, and that's and that's important. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Lastly, is there anything that uh, you'd like to, uh, any announcement you'd like to make? Anything that you want my audience or our audience to know about? Um, you know, is any, anything happening where they can come and, and, and see you speak? Any, any engagement or event that you're having? So um, I would encourage everyone, if they can, to to look at my website, which is aliciahyman.com for my my campaign video mm-hmm. um i think it's it's just it's just who i am and and i think a lot of new yorkers and queens residents can relate to that the second thing i would ask is that um you know i do have events that come up and they're always listed on my website um if you ask me to open my calendar and look at it right now i don't have my glasses so um, not a problem. I don't want to lose you. But <laughs> not a problem. Just, you know, Your website, AliciaHyman.com. Yeah, AliciaHyman.com. Okay. Um, if they spell it wrong, I'm sure Google can correct it. Absolutely. There's not too many Alicia Hyman's out there. So <laughs> I'm but, sure. Um, I'm sure. Well, um, yeah. listen, that is that is that's enough information. Um, and uh, again, I, I want to thank you for joining me today on Tea's Table Talk. Assembly member Alicia Heineman. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Tawana. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, have a great day okay. and, and we'll be seeing you uh, around the neighborhood soon. OK. Very soon. Thank you. Thank All you. Bye bye. Bye bye. So there you have it. Assembly member Alicia Heineman. She's going to be the next Queensboro president. I think, I think. Um, but she is a, a true leader in, uh, in the state assembly. Um, listen, we touched on uh, walking by faith. Um, and sometimes that's what you have to do. You just have to step out on faith um, and, 
you and you'll be led. Um, and uh, with that, check her out. Uh, find out to find out more about her and her run for office. You can uh, reach her by going to alishahindman.com. That's Alicia Hindman spelled H Y D M A N dot com. And, uh, and, and take, take a look and, and see, uh, look at her, her platform, check out, uh, what she's talking about. Uh, Queens is a huge borough and a very diverse, the most diverse borough in Queens. And I think that, uh, she is, uh, the one to, to, to watch for. Okay. Again, thank you for joining me today on T's Table Talk. Until next time. Girls, girls, girls.